This episode is sponsored by the audiobook edition of The Christie Affair by Nina de Gourmont, published by Macmillan Audio. This story is based on the real-life events of Agatha Christie, the popular and talented mystery writer. Agatha Christie woke up one morning in 1926, left her husband in bed, kissed her seven-year-old daughter, drove off in her car, and went missing without a trace. Christie was found 11 days later at a hotel where she was staying under the name of her husband's mistress. The real-life mystery writer had no memory of the 11 days, but the imagination of author Nina de Gourmont was sparked. She then wrote The Christie Affair, a tale of star-crossed lovers, heartbreak, revenge, and murder. The novel has received a starred review from Kirkus and Booklist and has been optioned by Miramax. So you're going to want to listen to this one before you watch it. And the audiobook is narrated by Lucy Scott, who appeared in the original BBC production of Pride and Prejudice, a real actress who nails this character. Get The Christie Affair on Audible, Libro FM, iTunes, Google Books, or wherever you get audiobooks. This one... Kate really snuck up on me. Yes! Right? Those are my exact words. Snuck up on me. Yes. Wow. I watched all three episodes back to back yesterday. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked Mm -hmm. it. Nothing was kind of jumping out at me. I don't know what happened when I I slept. I think my subconscious processed a lot. And I woke up at 4.30. Super excited to do this one. Super God, this is the exact same thing, except for the waking up at 4.30 a.m. Because, you know, <laughs> nothing wakes me up. But exact same thing. Because you and I texted yesterday. Mm-hmm, like, did mm-hmm. you watch? Yes. But but when you don't say anything, you know, I don't know. if so, Oh, does that mean she didn't like it? But then I thought to myself, I'm not sure how if I feel I, yet either. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I liked it. Right, right. And you were like, yeah, I just need to find my angle in. I'm like, me too. And then same thing. Like, I started doing some notes last night Mm -hmm. and then like I just got it's just it was like bubbling up inside me like really snuck Snuck up up. too and then I was like and then I was like smiling and I'm like I also just started getting obsessed with Bridget Everett and just like the the, I just didn't know that much about her no I know nothing so I'm so excited to hear oh she just like I'm I'm into her now too so yeah same thing though and then then I've like put a smile on my face and I was like look at that I love that I love it and I love that we had the same kind of parallel experiences Yes, it's Very like a fun. slow burn type thing. I don't know. It just yeah. sneaks up on you. Snuck up on you. So, all right. Somebody somewhere follows Oh, Sam, yeah. We, we right? didn't even say what we were covering until now. And so it follows yes. Sam after she's moved back home from Lawrence, Kansas, which is a city of 100,000, home of the University of Kansas. Shout out to my girl, Erin, who's the biggest Jayhawks fan ever, ever. Oh, my I don't gosh. know a single one who's who's more into them than her but so Sam moves from there to Manhattan Kansas which is about an hour a little more than an hour away half the population and has no kind of big singular draw and the most harrowing is the fact that it's her hometown so her and her family's all there and it's a very loaded prospect hometowns always right oh We're going to talk about that, yes. Yeah, yeah. And she's come home because she's lost her sister. Yeah. Well, she came home to take take care care of of her her sister. sister. She's been home for a year, but now her sister is... It seems like we're finding her just as her sister's gone. So Mm -hmm. in a a way, it is almost like she's just come back. To me, what I saw was Sam introduces us to a new category of complicated. I think Mm. one we may have covered... We've definitely, you and I have definitely talked about offline, but we've never named it on the podcast, certainly. Lost. But you know what this made me think of? No. I know. I, I, <laughs> Listen to me. I'm like, no, tell me. Here's some analysis you are not going to find anywhere else on the internet. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Sam reminds me of Billy from Sex Life. Okay. <laughs> Rewind. So, ah, okay, she, she's Sam lost herself. Lost. Right. She's lost herself. Okay, 
the, I read that it's, they call it a coming of middle age series instead mm. of a coming of age series. Have you ever heard that expression? Because I think that is the category that these, they're lost, they're middle aged, they're lost and they're trying to find themselves. Coming of middle age versus coming of age. I'm like, is this a new genre? Because I like it. I like it. Although I don't know. I, I'm going to have to think about that. Do We might have to do a sidebar on this. Because yeah. my first question is, is there a difference? Well, I guess it's just your age. Then that, you know me in age, I don't even pay attention <laughs> to that stuff at all. Well, so, I think there are different issues that come out. of. But well, if you're saying it's always about I finding yourself, I, yeah, um, that's then maybe... I'm, I'm saying, mm-hmm. are there different issues? I think someone might try to say that, but I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Okay. Something On the surface, about. they appear to be, but I get what you're saying, which is maybe underneath at the core, it's always still just coming You've back to yourself. you. lost yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, this so, might be a sidebar, but go ahead. I, I think so. So, okay. But unlike Billy in Sex Life, Sam has... <laughs> It, well, so Sam has no one to blame her unhappiness on, right? The way Billy does, she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm a mother. I've I don't have a job, and that's my that's what's lost." And then then she blames her husband, and but Sam is single. She's not upset about that. She has a job that is what it is. She doesn't expect someone or something else to fulfill her the way so many of us do, even with the best intentions. I think it's pretty common we say oh when I get that promotion when I get that job when I get that thing when I get that engagement ring I'll be happy but Sam doesn't do that so it's kind of a new way in I think so you're saying she's not blaming anybody or anything I mean I could I mean she's I guess she doesn't blame her family or the loss of her sister I mean you can see that that how her circumstances right now could make her feel lost but you're saying she's not really blaming those people Things. Well, even that, I mean, well, that scene with Trisha, oh, yeah. she's like, okay, yeah, so it was a mm-hmm. year with Holly. What about the 10, 15 years before that? Right, know? So, right. Mm-hmm. yeah, That's I mean, true. to the extent, there, uh, yes. yeah, to the extent she could blame Holly for that, it's really, I think that's shattered pretty quickly. Yeah, it seems like it's been something that's yeah, been an miss- issue. Yes. Honestly, it doesn't matter because even Billy, when you have something else to blame it on, like it's my husband's the problem or my my lack of a job is the problem, everyone's struggles always come to, to themselves, back to themselves. Mm-hmm. You have to dig mm-hmm. deep, go inward, and then and name what it is that you need. And we definitely talked about that a ton offline about sex life. Another interesting piece of it is whether the, the misery stems from something missing which we talked about in Sex Life, or whether you've been suppressing something. Sam, mm-hmm. interestingly, has both, right? She's yeah. missing her sister now, but she's also been suppressing her singing. Yes, oh, yeah. her singing. So I am all in on this journey. That is where I, she really got me. This being lost, having suppressed the singing, what that's, how she's going to come back into that. I was just immediately hooked by that immediately hooked by that like literally finding her voice not how we say like find your voice she is actually finding that part of herself that she lost and when it comes out over the three episodes you Mm -hmm. know a little hesitant at first and then I mean into the full-blown showstopper yeah Janice Joplin I mean you you see her coming alive. I mean, and then it's just the transformation that singing brings. Um, you know, I just I love that element of it so much. And about her trying also to find, you know, she she comes home to her hometown, but but you can come home and not feel at home and, right. and not feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's in this found home of the of the choir practice and Joel that she actually starts to feel at home with people mm-hmm. and that i loved too i mean just the the quirky cast of of supporting characters yes. and their friendship oh yeah, yeah i'm i was i'm in i'm really in on this yeah really in on it and and you said it um about being getting comfortable that's what she says to kim who who we learn is holly's ex and she says, I can't get comfortable yeah. here without her. I feel a little lost. And Kim says she understands. And there are days she couldn't get out of bed. But she says, I'm trying to do the things that make me happy. 
It doesn't always work, but I'm trying. Mm. So many buy good, the boat. Buy real the boat. nuggets. Yeah, buy the yeah. boat. Just yeah. buy the boat. Oh. But the thing that makes her happy is singing, and she says it's also the thing that breaks her heart. I so, know. You know, I, I mean, know, and you can see. Not only does she say that beautiful line, which just crushed me, because I very much relate. That mm-hmm. is how I feel about writing. Writing mm-hmm. is the thing that makes me happier than anything else, and it breaks my heart right. constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. So I could really relate to that. But, but not only does she say it in that amazing scene with Joel when she's interrupted his Zumba, which is just fucking so good. So great. <laughs> they end by doing Zumba. <laughs> um, but but you can also see it because, you know, I love that you can tell, obviously, that the arc isn't just as basic as I'm lost, I find singing, I'm me again. Mm-hmm. Because she finds the singing even in the first episode. And the second yeah. episode is when her head is most fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right? So even after the, she's had that yeah, exactly. experience. Mm-hmm. In fact, it probably stirred a lot of bad shit up. The good things mm-hmm. stirred bad shit up, as I find is the way of life. When you yeah. find the thing that makes you really happy and, and brings you back to yourself, at first, especially, I, I don't know if it ever goes away, it makes you really uncomfortable and unsure and mm-hmm. fucked up. And so. We see it that. It really did. You're right. Because then mm-hmm. at that, that second episode is when, so she's right, she's come off the initial high, I think, of singing that Don't Give Up and literally hearing her voice for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, I've now listened to Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel five times since then. I, this is what I do when I hear songs <laughs> that I forgot I loved in shows. <laughs> um, but so good. Um, but it was a perfect song for that. I mean, the lyrics somewhere, there's a place where we belong, right? As she's finally finding this group of people. But mm-hmm. yeah, then the next episode, her head it is does more fuck her up. up. Yes. Yeah. Because he's got this vision board, which by the way, yes. Joel, I love you and your vision oh, board. And she makes fun of him, you know, dream all you want. We're in our 40s. This is the future. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and because, he's like, yeah, because the, I loved his line. He's like, what? This is what I want. I'm dreaming yeah. about the future. And mm-hmm. she says, this and is the future. the future. Look around. We're 40 years old. It's, or, it's not going to happen for us. It's definitely not going to happen here. And he's and so it, earnestly optimistic. We deserve to be happy, he says. And, she and says, she's like, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. Oh, my I know. God. So I don't good. know, she says. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. And uh, I was just in that. I just, that yeah. scene... So what Those do you two. think about that? Do you, do you think about, uh, like, do you still have dreams that you haven't accomplished? Do you yes. put a lot I of... I feel like Joel. Yeah, yeah me, me too. Me too. I feel like Joel. Dude, I, ha- I just made like a... This is yeah. embarrassing, but you know, I made like a vision board like two years ago like I mean this is I mean I have no idea what those things do I mean but but that's not the point to answer your question yes I feel like Joel but yeah of course in moments you feel like like Sam like I am in my 40s and maybe it's not gonna happen and maybe you should adjust the vision yeah I mean, I do believe we deserve to be happy, but then I, you know, and then I get into the whole, what does that even mean? And yes. I mean, forget it. But I, 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 yeah, I can be both of these people within, me too. within the me same. Too. Uh, me too. And I think probably a lot of people can. And I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I know I don't think of this as an age thing. I remember feeling this way when I was right out of college. I remember feeling exactly this way. And Mm -hmm. even as my dreams were, my quote unquote dreams were coming true and it wasn't feeling the way I wanted it to. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this it? This is it. Right. I know. I mean, and then then she talks to Joel later when she apologizes, like, I'm sorry, I shit all over your dreams. Shat. You know? Shat. Shat. <laughs> I, you know, I wrote shat and I was like, did so she good. actually say shat? Or she did. I? did. <laughs> she did. Because why would I have written that? Um. You know, and he's like, you hurt my feelings. and But she's like, you have everything so mapped out. 
Like it's clear what you need to be happy. And for me, I can't figure it out. I yeah. don't know what it's going to take. And I I feel like that too. Like people say, like the, like uh, uh, Kim, the woman Kim, who I guess was dating Holly, you know, when she says, you know, just try to do the things that make you happy. I mean, that just by the boat. I mean, even that. Well, what's my boat? What's my happy? What's my boat? Yeah. yeah. Like she's saying, I can't. People say that. Yeah. Do things that make you happy. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know what makes me happy. I mean, that. And she's saying she can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, of course, says singing, but that's when she says the line of it makes me happy, but also breaks my breaks heart. My heart. And, mm-hmm. and she, because she says, because her, her sister who passed away gave her money to record songs, but every time she wanted to hear them, I wouldn't let her because I didn't think I was any good. I don't think I'm any good. I know. Which and he that, goes, at I, singing, everything, Joel. Oh, yeah, that moment. Everything. Oh, so, it's so But then he says, we're going to be okay. And then they do Zumba. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know if I'm any good. Like you're saying, I mean, with writing, okay? So you're like, I love it, but it breaks my heart. And of course, because the nature of that is people you know when you're trying to get published it doesn't yeah. always work then you think well am I not very good I mean yeah. Yeah. and how do you we've talked about this how do you even if something makes you happy but if you keep doing it and you're not getting it's hard to not getting what you want out of it because yeah. you are you're no. getting things out of it that that you want but, but there's it's bittersweet yeah yeah no but and I mean it's hard to separate out the goal from the thing right because yes. yes, writing gives me everything I want and need, but I also want to be published. And every time I'm not, every day I'm not, uh, that that is painful. And so it, it, it does make me happy, but it also breaks my heart. I don't think you can really separate those things. I mean, it's a struggle and I think that's the, that's the work to separate them out. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know, most of the best things do I both. See. Yes, they do. And it's so funny. I guess that's why when people ask me about tennis, and I know I've told you this answer, mm-hmm. I, I've said it's the only thing that brings me pure, unadulterated joy, like mm. just pure happiness. And the reason I say that is because it's the only th- it's so unusual mm-hmm. that 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 there's something that you can find straight up happiness with and that doesn't come with these other things, the heartbreak that it's so... Wait, wait a second. Uh-oh, <laughs> you don't get uh-oh. pissed if you lose? I do get pissed. Yeah, so but that's the same I get thing. a little bit, but I can still always go, like, I, I would rather do that. And that, that every, it's always outweighed by, like, hugely yeah. outweighed by the... It's, it's, I, I'm very... My pissed is minimal, I would yeah. say, compared okay. to the joy, like on the seesaw. So you seem to think, uh, though, that's that's the goal. Is to have well, the, something that does. That's a I don't great know. I don't. Question. Yeah, because I don't expect even when I'm published it's, to have it's have just, it stop breaking my heart. I guess it's just nice to have one thing that I do feel like comes without the heartbreak part or without the heart. I don't know because it's so rare that I'm just. But I, I don't, don't know. know. You know me. I don't I, know. How do you know, know something is great if it doesn't suck? At times? Well, the, like. Seriously, I can't even believe that. I mean, I need to get my partner on here. She would absolutely t- agree with you that that I have. This yeah. is not so black and white to me. She yeah. would be. She would tell you that I I get so pissed when I'm yeah. out there. I I get so pissed, and so actually, but see, I guess I view that as it's still it's still joyful for me. But I, I guess I guess that's well, what you're it, saying. If on the balance, it was horrible. Yeah, would, then it wouldn't. Well, of course, stop doing it. Yeah, of course. But of course, yeah. But I that's how you have to look at it. And that's how I have to analyze it every day. On the whole, is the pain of yep. not publishing worse than the, the benefits that writing brings me? No, mm-hmm. it's not. And the day that that tips over to the other side is the day I, I have to figure out how to stop. Right. But yep. until then, I let them coexist because I think that's life. Yes, 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 yes. And I think this is what she's going to do with the singing. And I think I think for her, what we're seeing too is that the singing is just unlocking emotions that she has yes. not been 
been accessing because even after her tour de force showstopper Janis Joplin what does she which she brought down the house literally mm-hmm. what does she do she goes off to the side cries. and she, she cries because mm-hmm. she's it's like it unlocked just all this I'm pointing at my chest all this inside mm-hmm. her and and yeah that's the heartbreak with the or just I don't even know if that was heartbreaking that moment I just think it was so overwhelming yeah yeah and yeah and unlocking who knows what else grief yeah and yes and pain and mm-hmm. loss everything and, yeah that that she hasn't processed yeah which is also what writing does for me so I get it I I I could relate to this very much I loved it I, I know it. and I'm so excited to, I can't believe we're halfway through because I know I don't know where it's, I don't really know where it's gonna go I mean obviously She's already been finding her her place. She started finding her place in the very first episode. So it's not going to be like before and after. She didn't sing. Now she does sing. And like the, the finale is her up on a stage for the first time. Obviously, we've already seen her up on the stage three times in three episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm really – it's going to be – more nuanced than that and i'm excited yes. for that i, I am no i mean i also thought um the family dynamics yeah we, yeah yeah was definitely very yeah definitely the, want to talk about those and and it really helped round her out we yeah. knew so much more about her in so many different ways right she loves her niece unconditionally mm-hmm. and and her dad Oh, her yes. dad. Their dad, Love Michael dad. Haggerty, forever yes. to me. Trigger, the super on Friends. Oh my God. <gasps> Thank you. Yes. I was like, why is this guy so familiar? Oh, oh yeah. my God. He's the super from Friends, the, the oh superintendent of the building. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was so, he's so good in this. So good. And their relationship is so good. And I I, I love that dynamic. And then her the the other side her sister her and mm. her sister trisha just fighting constantly at each other's throats mm-hmm. it, it's uh there's and a then lot the, yeah yes and then the alcoholic mother yeah and you know that dynamic and and, and then you know. her brother-in-law is allowing her to play amateur sleuth <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's one of the little plot mysteries, so yes. I'm pretty sure that won't go very far, but it provided a lot of comedy. Oh, my God. Her and Joel oh my watching him with the, um, oh, my God, the chainsaw, the chainsaw. artist. Yeah. <laughs> and he just pulls out binoculars, and he's like, I'm a birder. Is yeah. it? Like, of course. Like, yeah, you just have binoculars. Oh, my and God. And then the winter survival kit. Kit. Oh, my that, gosh. And she's like, you don't want to. in a cup? Yeah, and the funny thing is, people say all the time, like, oh, you don't even want to know what I had to do. And it's like, that's the end of the conversation. And she's like, no, I, I do. I do no, want really, to know. No, really, I want to know. <laughs> Did you drink your wee-wee? Oh, my gosh. Is that so when they started good. singing Air Supply? Because then it comes back at the yes. end, too. God, yes. I used to love Air Supply. That's so yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Um, they, pick, they pick three songs, yeah. But they're so funny, those two. Oh, my gosh. But they yeah. So but she, wait, before we go too far down the road, what do you think the brother-in-laws, what do you think's going on? I have a, uh, you won't be surprised. I have a whole. Uh, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. What is your theory? Facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And supporting facts. Go. I, don't, I do not think, uh, I, the drug dealer's a pretty good one. I was pretty impressed with that and the way they weaved that in. But I right. think he's having an affair with the woman Fair, that's what I thought. at the shop. Yeah, the other chick. I thought yeah. he was having an affair. And then I was like, well, we've only been introduced to this this other woman and she already annoys me. And I so, <laughs> I, yeah, so I was like, yeah, it could be her. Um, yeah. But then I, that doesn't explain the cash, though. It, well, it, the, what explains the cash is at the same moment that they had some weird, like she was like, hey, Rick. And he's like, hey, Charity. Um, was when he brought in the pizzas. And he goes, they must have increased the price. There's no change. Or like gave her $2. Uh-huh. So right, he's right, right. taking money from her when she gives him money to like buy to pizza. go buy pizza yeah. or whatever oh yeah. interesting but it just seemed like a lot of cash but oh, it looked like a 20 wrapped around a bunch of ones oh okay okay yeah, yeah. i mean it did it was intended to look like a lot of cash i don't i think that right. was a 
And I just wonder how far we'll even go down this road because, I mean, first of all, there's only three episodes and also I think it's not the main point of the show, but I'm like, I hope they at least give us a little resolution on what Oh, I think it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. I think if okay. she, she's if he's cheating, then Sam and Trisha are going to have a big reverse reckoning. Like, reckoning. oh, you mm-hmm. think your life is so perfect. Your daughter's perfect. She's got good grades. She's a good kid. You know, you have this your little shop. knickknack shop. Yeah. yeah. And, uh-huh. and your marriage and it's falling apart and you we're ignoring it so i yeah. i think it's gonna be a uh i think it's gonna go somewhere yeah okay all right rick oh, yeah rick <laughs> yeah uh, um so what, what else did we miss anything with the, joel i mean that's such the highlight is their whole dynamic the fun that they have how silly and funny and completely normal it is like i love them yeah they're I not mean, they're not like on a road trip or doing anything they're just normal people having normal lives and normal amounts of fun exactly and silliness and and silliness and he just sort of the way he i don't want to say like saw her listen to me with the Mm -hmm. seeing but yeah but even right from the start and like and and knew her from high school but of course she didn't remember him which i thought was funny he's like nobody remembers me which is fine but he was so enamored with her like doesn't he say like you were the shit or the bomb or something Mm -hmm. like that so i love that he has this profound like respect for her and admiration for her talent but also just seems to really enjoy being with her you Mm -hmm. know and 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 knew what she needed i guess without even really knowing her i mean hasn't known her since high school but Mm -hmm. um by introducing her to this to his people and and i, I think it's yeah like, and forcing her to go up and sing yeah when she did not want to yeah and, like he knows what she needs yeah. but isn't like pushy about it but manages to kind of push her a little um and and is helping her kind of you know find some sense of home and like belonging you know and some hope which but without it being super cheesy, even yes. though it is kind of cheesy, but it's great. It is. It, it it is. It comes off cheesy, but it is, or it can sound that way. Certainly, describing it, it's trite, but it's not. It's so layered. And what I love the nuance that they've kind of put in there is, you know, yeah, I guess he sees her, but he's also very enamored, as you said, and he is fucking up his own life to you know not 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 quite to the level of fucking up but you know his partner calls him and says what are we doing for lunch and he's like oh I'm with Sam oh we'll have you know have fun with Sam his partner is like you're you're ignoring me just because mm-hmm. to run around with her because you want to because you think she's a big deal and mm-hmm. you want to be a part of that and so I don't know it's I I love it because this is something that's usually portrayed one dimensionally. Maybe it's not just portrayed that way. Maybe it is in life the way it is. But like, oh, it's so important to have a ride or die BFF, right? Mm-hmm. But the flip side of it is how much do you give to them? And how much are you taking away from your spouse or your kids? They don't have kids, but in, just in general. Like, and and do you have to share the same thing like if you say if I tell you something that is upsetting me or or is on my mind like then do I have to go around go back and share that with my husband because mm, if it's yeah. a big deal and I shared it with you how can I not yeah. share it with him mm-hmm. he is you know my primary person and so mm-hmm. but also do you want to repeat yourself all the time and do you know I know and like do you just go back with hey I had this amazing conversation with Kate and and I came up with a one-liner takeaway and that's all I give him or do I have to have the deep conversation with him too and I don't know it's just I find it to be it's something I struggle with I also do like to have really intense intimate uh, relationships with with people and conversations with people and so it is something I struggle with that like what does that what do to my primary like how much time am I investing in that versus and I I have to like keep tabs on it now I don't like actually log hours or log but I really do and it's not just hours it's really it although it is too but it's also like 
just vulnerability and intimacy. Yeah, it's a different measure than just the time. Yeah. 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 It's and but, also what are you choosing to share with who yeah. and, and why, maybe. Yeah. And in yeah. this it looks like or it seems like so far his partner is playing a minor role and you know and I think the heart of the story is their friendship so maybe we won't get that much more about Joel and his relationship but but I do think we'll get more of though Joel has to not just like be available to her 24 7 because he's enamored with her right he's gonna have to find his own boundary and and if he doesn't, it's because Sam's finding them on her own, right? She yeah. is an asshole to him at times. And he, I think, would take it. But she's mm-hmm. learning, like, I don't want to be an asshole to him, right? Yeah, yeah, she, exactly. And she's I don't learning. Shat all over your dreams. Yeah, and uh, like really yeah. apologizing and and saying that w- that wasn't right. And and here's where it came from for me. I'm I'm you know she doesn't use the word jealous, but I'm. I'm struggling and she doesn't have it all mapped out and she doesn't know what makes her happy and she's struggling and and she's honest about that and the mm. really vulnerable moment. And so I do think both of them need better boundaries, but Sam might be able to do that work on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and she... she, so far, he is the only one that we see that she doesn't she comes back to she fucks up and comes back and yeah. the rest of her relationships she just runs off and she yes. doesn't ever address That's what them she in. does mm-hmm. and she comes back you know like you come back for dinner but you she pretends like nothing ever happened before right which right. is not cool right. and she doesn't do that with joel and so that no. that is a big point of growth that we're seeing in her obviously at some point she starts in the very last episode or moment of the third episode she's doing it with her dad too she goes back yes i was just gonna say with her dad that's the only other one where we see her coming back and being vulnerable and having a conversation that is difficult yes you know um trying to say that you know her mom we got to do something about mom i mean are you going to go to rehab i thought that was so funny it was like you're as crazy as your sister rehab what are we movie stars i loved that so (laughs) i i I I don't know what the word is. Came of age in a town not unlike this mm-hmm. town. Like in their thinking, in yeah. just the the cultural feel of it, and that is definitely something we would have said to each other in high school. It was like rehab. Like, yeah, what who goes we, to rehab? Movie th- stars. Yeah, that's not <laughs> like. Yes, and, well, it, and she drinks too much. That's I mean that was a. A way of life. Some people drank too much. Some handled it better than others. But there was never a discussion. And, and there were so many people struggling with alcoholism in my peer group. Not not my peer group, my peer group's parents. Yeah. And you couldn't mm-hmm. say anything. Like it was just, that was just the way it was. Right. They just, they drink too much and everyone knows it. It's just yeah. sort of a thing. I mean, and the only reason they're talking about it now is because she's actually causing harm i mean she ran over his foot she could have set fire to you know know. her her granddaughter and that's that's sort of but even with that he's still of course his initial reaction is what are you talking about i mean like if you girls want to talk to her you talk to her but when she says you know she's not going to listen to us and he's like about the mj and me we've known each other since we were 15 we stopped becoming separate people we're now some four-legged creature. I'd sooner cut off my arm than hurt her. And then she's like, that's why it has to be you, Dad. I and I'm know. like, oh, it's so true. It's so true. It is. I, you know, I, str- I struggle with this myself with things that I want to talk to. My, my parents have been together. They met when they were 13 and 14. They were married when they were 17 and 18. And... they are not and I liked that the mom and the dad are not shadows of each other they're not together all the time they they're very independent people they do their own things but there is some sort of emotional mental whatever melding of them this four-legged creature thing and I and I do really struggle with sometimes if there's something I want to approach with my mom and I'm just like I'm not sure she can hear it from me and my brother and I talked about this. Who is better to to say it? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I'm convinced it's my dad, but he yeah. won't do it. It's the same. I mean, that scene was like I could have closed my eyes and been in my house 
force. That's what I was wondering. That's oh, yeah. why I'm so... Because I knew that about your parents and I. it sounds so... When I think about it, I'm yeah. like, how could it not be what he's saying? You're right. Anyone who's been together that long or known each other since that age, this melding together yeah. is impossible to avoid I would think I would I guess so and then on the one hand I could see how it does have to be the other person but also if they really are melded together maybe a different person would be able to get through but I guess what what he's saying is no uh, what what she's saying is no you're the only person yeah because you would listen to because you would never want to hurt her right yeah but i i don't know i still don't know i still don't have any answers around that i it is something that that i struggle with that me and my brother struggle with and uh, who is the best person to to say the thing that you don't want to say or can't say and i don't know but i'd love i did love that because i feel like the trope of people married together for so are married and or been together for so long is like they finish each other's sentences. My parents aren't like that. Right. My parents are not yeah. like that. And but this is this this idea of just I don't know meld together some some weird four legged creature. It is. It just I I thought it was such a perfect representation. Okay, I'm so glad because I also feel like you see these representations of like high school sweethearts and yeah, yeah like you said finishing each other's sentences and like went always to together, together. Always yeah doing everything together no right. my parents don't but th- yeah yeah but this i was like this actually makes more sense to me or was more i was like oh like this yeah. i get and that's why i'm glad you're saying it does because i don't have a personal example of that and i was like oh wow it, okay. it was so spot on like i said i really i could have been in my house talking to my dad <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're right. You add on the whole small town and the whole vibe for you. And now, I mean, obviously, I grew up in a small town too, but yours is certainly more rural, even though yes. we were really not that far apart, opposite sides of uh, opposite forks on Long Island. But there is a big difference between and also my small a town and big yours. Big difference, yes. And and there was a bigger difference when I was. 15 yes because people now do know Greenport or Southold and I'm like no 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 when I you know grew up there and my I my grandmother had been there for longer than when I moved out there full-time but it was farms. It was potato farms. Yeah. There were yeah, two vineyards. Two. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't the, the buses yeah. going to the vineyards. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was right. none. Oh, yeah. It's wine country. No, it was not wine country when I grew up. Greenport Town was not like this cute place. Uh, it was what you drove through to get to Claudio's, basically. Yeah. No, so, and, and yeah. I know that having been on the other fork, but of course, being yeah. in West Hampton... Always was a different thing because in the summer we always had the huge influx of people, though in the middle of winter and the rest of the year in West Hampton, you know, when I was in high school, I do think we were both probably doing similar things. Yes. You know, we were both in sort of real small town USA. Yes. Um, But the difference is you were exposed to something else during part of the year, which we were not exposed to. Right. There were Something no very different. People. Yeah, very different. Um, <laughs> yeah. But some of just the whole coming home references too in this, just how she gets her coffee from a guy who knows her and is Rand like, oh, man. And did you, yeah, yeah, and did you hear that Kylie or whatever wrote a book yeah. about us? And I mean, that kind of stuff. As you know, I live in my hometown. Happens all the time. I mean, yeah. not that someone wrote a book about our high school choir, but just yeah. the the other kind of small town, see Dynamics. someone you know, yeah. is just, she's hitting that really well. Yeah. 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 But there's also the, the more um, conservative Christian yeah. issues, right, of, of uh, Holly being gay and mm-hmm. Trisha, during that fight in, in episode one between Trisha and Sam, Sam says, how could you talk about our sister that way? And she says, like, she gives a little shrug and, like, love the sinner, hate the sin. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is obviously a, a theme throughout this yeah. show is, you know, what is accepted, what it looks like when it's not accepted – because that, it seems like they didn't cut her off, right? They didn't say you're not part of the family because you're gay. But 
it does seem like there was a shroud of shame. Now we don't see Holly or anything, but it seems like there was a shroud of shame and and that there was something wrong and that she was somehow an unsi- outsider in her own family. And mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of these people are experiencing that as well. A lot of the people that are finding each other at the church group. Yes. Or at the uh, choir. Yes. Outsiders who are finding their own sort of after hours community. Yeah. Um, but even Joel, you know, I mean, he's... I think struggling with that too. I mean, clearly his sexuality does not comport with his religious beliefs, but you know he is deeply involved in the church and in yeah. volunteerism and is all that. So yeah. it's um, it's a, a a really interesting look. Yeah, I it's think, really nuanced. That. Again, not yeah. no one's being cut off or you know told to get the hell out of here, but it's there. Like the very at the end of episode three when uh trisha and charity changed the the shop window and they want to do something beautiful because the other shop has poppy has toto in it and they mm-hmm. do this rainbow display which they just thought was beautiful and somebody vandalizes it because rainbow symbolizes gay and mm-hmm. so they draw two penises hugging each other so it's it's there that underlying animosity that underlying hatred that underlying something's wrong with you even though they're not told to leave or or maybe yelled at you know slurs or you know it's i don't know it's really insidious it's insidious yeah and they're doing a really good job of portraying that i think Mm -hmm. yeah a very realistic portrayal i think yeah yeah uh what else we talked about trisha um i i had some like little scenes that i one of oh, the dad when the dad gets caught in the corn storage structure and he blames himself of course and sam's mm-hmm. like mom mom's just passed out on the couch like what the hell and he's like oh no i should have fixed it i should have you know it's that that i don't know enabling but also yeah. just love and protection you know when does protection become enabling i think if anybody knew the answer to that they they'd be bazillionaires because that's a struggle for everyone especially parents these days but then he also says after the she lights the thing on fire and he's like he's like family it sucks (laughs) i'm like like there you go go. it does it also sucks i mean you know it's just you know i've never had that kind of dangerous blow up at a family barbecue but you know, we've all been there where, you know, somebody's yelling at somebody or there was a blow up with their parents or sisters like, like, I've done this, like, it's your turn to deal with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've all kind of been in that situation. And since she, I guess, is the newcomer, even though she's been there home for a year, you know, from Trisha's perspective, she's like, yeah, I've seen this movie and I've yeah. dealt with mom and dad long enough. So your turn. And yeah. he's just like, family sucks and i'm just like that i can relate to at a family function even if i you know i've never actually had someone blow up the barbecue right 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 um i loved that they gave the mom a really sweet moment that's high level storytelling uh in Mm -hmm. the pool in episode one where sam is swimming laps and then she kind of comes up and she sees her mom like just splashing around having a good time like being something other than miserable drunk yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. that was nice and not as nice was when monica her very junior new boss is telling her that she she's been exactly i've stood exactly where you're standing that was so funny i know when clearly sam is not interested in her job and she was looking at her phone which is not allowed but she's looking at her phone and she's like i've been where you've been and she's like, there's a song that came out when I was in middle school, and it says, do you ever feel like a plastic like bag? A plastic and bag. I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. So First of all, it's the worst <laughs> lyric of all time, even though I don't hate that cheesy song, Firework uh-huh. by Katy Perry. Uh-huh. But it's the worst line ever. It really it is. It is a bad line. And I actually do kind of like the song, but it yeah. is a bad line. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I thought that was hysterical. She delivers it so seriously. Like, yes, oh, my God. This song. <laughs> yeah. And she was in middle school, like, what, 10 years ago? Right, right. So that that was fantastic. And, and there were just so many of those funny little moments. 
I think I mean, it's very funny. It. I yeah. mean, yes. I mean, Bridget Everett, I mean, she's a comedian. I mean, this is, she's hilarious. So, yeah. I mean, that's... I did not, so tell me about Bridget Everett. Okay, All so... I know about her is that she grew up in Manhattan, Kansas, which is where this Correct. takes Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, she, it's largely based on her life. It's an autobiographical and uh, it is her hometown and, and, yeah, she and she is a singer, a, a, a trained singer. Like um, she realized in college that she wanted to, uh, she was going to go to school for like opera singing. And then she went to University of Arizona because she liked to party. And she realized that like smoking and drinking didn't really <laughs> work well with singing. And so she was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to be like a opera singer who's kidding who. So she she's always been a, been singing, but she kind of gave up the dreams of, of really a professional singing voice. Um, and yeah, so she grew up there. She's the youngest of six kids. She did lose her older sister. Um, oh, wow. So again, yeah, in 2008, she, her mother did have a drinking problem and did have a very difficult relationship with her father. They divorced when she was young. Um, but yeah, so she tried to, I mean, the, the summary of, I've read like her whole career, but the summary is that she has never really, until this is like a huge breakout role for her, but she's been on the scene through like this alt cabaret kind of scene doing shows like what she does in that Janis Joplin little piece of my heart in a way like it's very raunchy so she incorporates her singing her comedy her like it's highly like sexualized like she was on like kind of like an off-Broadway kind of production okay but she's been a comedian she's super good friends with Amy Schumer that's actually how I knew her too like I knew who she was because of that but and and Jerry Seinfeld but but she's she's always been from what reports are like no one knows what to do with her basically yeah. is what what they always say like like you know Amy Schumer is like I invited her on inside Amy Schumer but I let her close the show like she's I you can't follow her like she's <laughs> like she is the best mm. but but also people have never really figured out what to do with it right you're like you sing but you're funny you're super raunchy they're like what do we do with you and, and early on she met michael patrick king who did uh, sex in the city you know mm -hmm. and he's always been like her hu huge fan of hers and he's like i've probably never advocated for anyone as much as i have for bridget everett that's i think oh, she's a wow. star but he's like but i they they just haven't been able to find the right way to use her like I guess there was a pilot that she had and it was like one episode I don't even know what it was about but you know he's quoted as saying like she didn't uh play well with the um when they get those like oh. people that review the show what is that called oh my god um Critics? you know with audiences they like get oh, the numbers yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. and testing, men test audience testing right mm -hmm. like men didn't you know they didn't respond to her they didn't like her you know it had to do with her appearance whatever but women did and he was like i'm begging you to like give uh, give this show like I, another shot i was like surprised that. they uh what i did read because uh, i wondered how the show came together and all i, I did see that it was her deal at hbo and that yes. was shocking to me. I yes. was like, oh, okay. Because she had, she's I guess, a, another show. She's a big show. deal. Yeah. Yeah, she she is now. And like I said, I mean, peep, there's a lot of people in the business that have been singing her praises for a long time. And But I guess his frustration was like, I've been saying she should be a star for like 20 years. And like people are finally... Yeah, so she had a deal at HBO. Then she reached out to Carolyn Strauss, who she is one of the executive producers. Um and as, as she says, she's like, I don't know. She's a TV mega whatever. I don't know. She's a big shot, but she knew her. And at the time, she was working on Game of Thrones, uh, Caroline Strauss. And so she also joked. She's like, so, you know, it was like a lateral move for her to go from <laughs> Game of Thrones to somebody somewhere. Um, but then, yeah, they they she had this idea and they needed writers. So I guess that's when they went to... Um, Hannah oh my god Hannah Bose is that how you yeah mm. and um and and Paul Thoreen and 
they knew Caroline knew them and I guess because they're both from the Midwest she thought I get Hannah and Paul she thought they would be good people to help her with the writing of it and so like it all came together but it was it was yes originally she had a deal with HBO but it's from what everyone says it's just like the polar this part she's playing is just the polar opposite of what her act is like her like alternative cabaret act I mean what she's doing here and I think this is much more auto like I said autobiographical and tapping into some of her own personal pain with her mother and her losing her sister and it's so to me it's like now that she's sort of gone back to maybe who she is yeah, is the, is the role that's layers. right yes mm. but he said the writer one of the the writer and creator with her Paul Thorine he said you know that moment on the stage when she's doing when Sam is doing the Janis Joplin and rips her shirt sure. open exposes <laughs> yeah. her bra she's yeah. like that's Sam, Sam becoming yeah it's Sam becoming Bridget Everett yes. like like yes. a superhero busting out yes. and so she, he's like, that's that's her coming through. Um, so, but she is. I read an interview with Vanity Fair. I'm sorry, The New Yorker, and she was like, I mean, every other word is fuck. She's mm-hmm. really irreverent, like really funny. He's, like I said, her act is apparently very sexual. Um, I mean, she's she's a huge personality. And you do see that in here, but it's also so... It's some, yes, it's something that's, that you need all of those things to pull off the kind yeah. of like deep level that she's getting to. But the perform- obviously the show is not any of those things, right? It yeah, is, exactly. It is mostly pretty dramatic and really kind of depressing um, yeah, about a lost yes. woman, a really lost mm-hmm. woman who's not even sure she believes in being happy or thinks she's going to get to and yeah. certainly not how to find it and whether yeah. she deserves it because she's not any good. It's yeah. really deep. <laughs> and like It a, is. Kind of not dark, but depressing. And that is does not automatically line up with raunchy cabaret. <laughs> Yeah, but exactly. I love it. I'm loving it. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.